Welcome to First Heaven 10 Times in this season of transformation, a season of developing into the image of Christ, a season of change. First Heaven 10 Times is a 10-day prayer and fasting program that we do at the beginning of every year in the first month of January. And I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you to day six of our First Heaven 10 Times. Yesterday, we concentrated our prayers and meditation on the righteousness of Christ. We looked at how we are made right with God, how Jesus Christ, our sacrifice, qualified us to stand in the presence of God without a sense of sin, shame, guilt, or inferiority. In a simple uh, yet profound statement, I would say, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is your identity. Now, adding more flesh to yesterday's prayer point, let us prayerfully tackle a question of how a person who is in right standing with God lives or walk. In other words, let's look at the walk of the righteous. Old Testament prophet Amos poses this question to his readers, which I believe is a valid question to us. Amos chapter number 3 verse 3. Can two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Let us look at this question, placing God and ourselves in the equation. How can we walk with God unless we agree with him? I somehow like the word agree. This is where we get the word agreement. Agreement is a term familiar in many institutions and sectors. Governments enter into agreements with other governments. We hear of business agreements, service providers and uh, service users and in, in the health sector, they enter into agreements. Uh, buying a phone, you need to enter into a contract. That means the way two parties are going to walk together is defined right from the onset. This in some areas is popularly known as a contract. Let's take the same line of thinking uh, into a Christian faith. Where the world talks of contracts, the word of God talks of covenants. In human uh, contracts or uh, agreements, we talk of joint obligations, but covenants between God and man take a different approach. They are initiated by God who does not need anything from man apart from loyalty. Therefore, they are driven by mercy, grace, and love. Mercy talking of withholding what we duly deserve. Grace talking of giving us what we did not deserve. And these two being a manifestation of God's unconditional and sacrificial love. Think of it. Abraham, raised in a family of idol worshippers in a place called Ur. Abraham's father, Terah, was an idol worshipper. So was Abraham. I believe so. Abraham surely had nothing to offer to God, yet God entered, or rightly put, God gave Abraham a covenant. God committed himself to change Abraham's life and destiny. From then on, God began to build a kingdom, starting with one man and culminating into a nation, identified in Exodus as a kingdom of priests. I suppose one of the best ways to look at uh, divine covenants is to look at them in their relationship to a kingdom. 
the bible is a book of god's kingdom revelation chapter number 11 verse 15 the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our lord and of his messiah and he will reign forever and ever the bible is a book of god's kingdom now divine covenants becomes the means by which god administers his covenant they become the means by which god directs or regulates or governs his kingdom how god governed his kingdom is spelled out in divine covenants that means the way people who are in a relationship with god walk or live is clearly defined by the covenant god reveals and gives to them Let's look at a few covenants in the Bible which can be easily identified because of the mediators God appointed. Number one, the Noahic covenant. We find Noah at the center of it in Genesis chapter number nine. The second covenant is called the Abrahamic covenant and we have Abraham at the center of it uh, in Genesis chapter number 12. We have the Mosaic covenant where we have Moses at the center of it in Exodus chapter number 19. Uh, we have the new covenant where we have Jesus Christ at the center of it from Matthew chapter number 26. The life or the walk of those who entered into these covenants was defined by their respective covenants. A relationship that existed between God and man was on the ground of a specific covenant at a given time in history. Noah and his people related to God on the ground of the Noahic covenant, which was a government type of administration. Abraham and his people related to God on the ground of the Abrahamic covenant, a covenant of promises. Moses and his people, as the people of Israel, related to God on the ground of the Mosaic covenant, a covenant of the law. Now, coming to the New Covenant or to the New Testament, the mediator of the New Covenant is Jesus the Christ. This covenant was officiated by the death of Jesus. Why the death? Because all divine covenants are ratified or are officially made valid by the blood. The covenant for New Testament believers, that is you and I, is called the New Covenant. Matthew 26 verse 27 says, Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, that's Jesus with his disciples, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of their sins. All divine covenants have three elements to them. Number one, the words. Uh, or identified as the promises. Number two, the blood. And number three, the seal. So when you trick all divine covenants, you will find these three elements. But what I like about these three elements um, is, is that, especially when you're looking at, uh, at the new covenant, you'll find that the words of the new covenant, they are given by God the Father. So the Father's role is that of giving the words or the promises or making pledges. The blood was provided by the Son and we find the Son's role in giving the blood. The seal was given by the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Holy Spirit is the seal of the new 
covenant. That's, that's the beauty of, of the new covenant. How then does a New Testament believer walk in this hour? Our walk ought to be in the new covenant or a new agreement in which God the Father has given the words or promises of salvation. That means promises of safety, of security, of preservation, of deliverance, of wholeness, where God gives promises of blessings, of healing, of deliverance, the blessings of the outpoured spirit, the blessing of eternal life. We can, we can mention so many of them. Now, the Son came in and provided the blood for the covenant, making it valid. And the Holy Spirit being the seal of this covenant. This is what makes this new covenant great and life-giving. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews had to say about the new covenant. Hebrews chapter number 8 verse 6. In the same way, the new covenant that Jesus brought from God to his people is much greater than the old one. The writer was comparing the new covenant uh, with the Mosaic covenant. And he goes on to say, and the new covenant or the new agreement is based on promises of better things. Now, it becomes extremely important today for us to pray for an uncompromised walk in the new covenant in this season of transformation. It becomes extremely important for you and I today to pray for an uncompromised walk in the new covenant, especially in this season of transformation. So two specific prayer points that we want to agree on and pray. Number one, let's pray for God to enable us to walk and keep the new covenant. Let's pray for God to enable us to walk and to keep the new covenant. Number two, let's pray for boldness to cling onto God's promises no matter what. You know, these promises, they are better. These promises, they are better. So let's pray for boldness to cling onto God's promises no matter what. And as we pray, let's maintain our confessions. And today's confession say, I am walking in the new covenant of grace. I am walking in the new covenant of grace. God's better promises are my portions in this season. To every promise of God in my life, I say amen. In other words, I'm saying, let it be so. Once again, welcome to day six of our first heaven 10 times in this season of transformation, a season of becoming like Christ, a season of change. May God remain gracious to you in 2017 as you rise up in your spiritual walk. This is Pastor Danny.